Uh, hi guys, Russell here. Um, a slightly different uh, type of post from me than usual. Um, uh, it's been driven by uh, uh, an article, a leader article that uh, was in The Economist this week. Uh, and I had so many issues with it uh, that I feel compelled to uh, you know, research and write a rebuttal. The problem is it's related to US healthcare, which is one of the most complicated uh, deliberately opaque, uh, uh, industries that are out there. Um, and so, you know, it takes a bit of time to get all the data into a way that you can analyze it and understand it. So what I've done is I am, and I normally don't do this, but I'm reposting uh, a bit of research I wrote, wrote back all the way back in 2017. Um, when I have, uh, had a look at the, uh, U.S. healthcare, U.S., well, actually U.S. drug system, and the way it worked. So I'm going to repost it here. You know, I'm going to, uh, and it's basically there just to give you an idea of the way uh, this industry has developed, uh, has been developing, uh, and then you know it gives you a reasonable idea of how wrong the Economist is in its uh, leader article this week. And then you know, actually, uh, I think in the next one, you know, I think there are some uh, investable ideas that you can use off the base of this. But that's going to just require me to do a bit more work. It might take another week, a couple of weeks to finish. So I thought I'd just put this out here as sort of like a placeholder. This is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm interested in. And this is also why The Economist is dead wrong on this. Um, so, you know, the thing that really got my back up was the first line of uh, The Economist leader uh, said, a quirk of American law has long barred Medicare, the public health insurer, for the elderly from negotiating with drug firms over prices. Uh, to call this a quirk uh, to me seems seems to be like willfully ignorant. It almost certainly is driven by lobbying by drug companies uh, who are some of the most uh, uh, wealthiest and profitable companies on the planet uh, and is also at odds with the way they treat, for example, the drug, comp- drug uh, prescription system run for veterans under the VA is allowed to negotiate prices. Uh, you know, and obviously that's a political, uh, in my view, a political decision, not a quirk of the law. Um, and the rest of the article is basically a PR job, uh, is a cut and paste from the PR of US drug companies. Uh, most of it for me is completely wrong. So anyway, here is this, what I've done is a sort of repost of this uh, uh, this old article. A lot of this stuff is still true. Um. Essentially, if you look at U.S. healthcare expenditure, if, if anything, it's gotten worse because this is all pre-COVID. But anyway, uh, so U.S. spends you know, nearly double uh, the rich world average on healthcare, and as we all know, has the worst healthcare uh, outcomes uh, of the rich world. Um, so you know, it's spending, but for no real benefit. Um, and then so go go into basically sort of details. So to the, in two thousand sixteen. You know, the U.S. total U.S. healthcare expenditures are three point three billion, but U.S. citizens paid for that directly three hundred and fifty billion, uh, uh, and the sort of remainder was made up through Medicare, Medicaid, private health insurance, and other things. Now, of the three hundred three point three billion spent on healthcare back then, six hundred billion was spent on drugs. Of half of that was on prescription drugs. Uh, the other half was spent on uh, drugs used in procedures. Uh, and not procured by uh, prescription. Now, what is interesting about the U.S. sort of healthcare system is that in many ways it's very sensible. What we've seen is there's been a constant rise 
in the use of generic uh, uh, generic pills, generic volumes, and a constant de de decline in branded volumes. Uh, so branded drugs uh, get used less and less. So you've seen a constant switching out from branded to generic. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So that in that way, healthcare system's working great. Uh, when you go and then look at, you know, uh, the sales low, what you see, uh, particularly since sort of 2012, 13, 14, 15, is the sales of branded to start to take off and generic have also steadily increased over that time. And then when we look at the average selling prices for generics and branded, you know, we can see an accelerating increase into 14, 15. Um, and so what you're seeing is increased price increases across the board uh, in in drugs. Um, now you know a lot of people look at this. Uh, there's a there was I'm not sure if this still exists, but there's MedPAC was a government uh, a advisory agency that sort of scrutinizes Medicare and Medicaid. And there's a Center for Medicare and Medicaid Studies that gives you a lot more data. Um, and what they're finding is that the low-cost drugs are getting cheaper and high-cost drugs are getting more expensive, okay? Uh, so you've seen a huge bifurcation between... So a drug that's expensive is getting more expensive, a drug that's getting cheap is getting cheaper, uh, which is a little bit odd, right? I think, you know. Now, this because this note's a little bit dated, uh, what you saw back in those periods was there was... Uh, the invention of uh, some hepatitis C drugs that cured it. Uh, now, the problem, of course, with any drug that cures, which is why drug companies don't like making drugs that cure things, is that you saw a big boost in hepatitis C billings, which are now dropped off. And the data I've seen so far, they are basically at zero. So they've gone through the system. Um, but one of the big things that I talk about in this is that one of the reasons we saw big drugging price increases uh, back in the sort of uh, sort of 12, 13, you know, 14 period was changes that came through under the Affordable Healthcare Act. Um, and what they tried to do there was reduce what Americans call the Medicare donut. So basically there is a sort of out-of-pocket expense um, which uh, kicks in from uh, uh, from two thousand seven hundred up to six thousand dollars. These this is back of that when I wrote this note, um, and so you know what Medicare does is it covers up covers most of the expense up to two thousand seven hundred dollars, and then it covers most of the expense from six six thousand one hundred fifty four dollars, um, and that donut there was basically meant to to stop prices being increased too much. Now, under uh, Medicare, under the Affordable Healthcare Act, what happened was that you could get a 50% discount on those prices and that still counts towards uh, the total out-of-pocket spending. So what you then found, and if you remember back to those days, is that drug companies, if, they, if there was no competition for their drug, could drastically raise the prices, and that Shakeli guy was uh, notorious for it, and it would push through to the higher boundary of the Medicare spend. And so it would Medicare would suddenly have to pay these higher prices that the patient wouldn't see much change in total spend. And so volumes didn't drop, that there was no price signal. And so what you started to see was all drug companies started to raise prices aggressively. 
Uh, and I do have data for that. I'll put that in the next one. But you suddenly saw a huge increase in the uh, spending of health insurance on drugs because you know they were the, the spending was you know going to uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and other things like that. Of course, the private healthcare guys could see through this and get negotiations, but Medicare, Medicaid was banned from doing this. And this is every drug company, right? It's not just Shukreli; it was all of them. They just he was the most obscene, excessive of it. Um, and so for me, you know, this started off this political reaction. And to be honest, I thought it would come earlier. Uh, I think probably the Trump administration was the wrong one for it. But they started to look at some of the things that generic drug makers were doing to raise prices. Uh, and uh, uh, and the FDA started to look at another part of this sort of pricing scheme for big pharma called orphan drugs. And orphan drugs are basically a scheme that was brought in by the FDA and government to try and encourage companies to do research for drugs that affect small populations. So if you could prove that uh, it was beneficial for a small population, then you, you could get this sort of uh, patent protection. Um, and you know the thing about orphan drugs is they're much more expensive than non-orphan drugs. And uh, amazingly, uh, in when I wrote this in 2016 or 2015, uh, orphan drug sales made up of 20% of all drug sales up from 11% in 2008. Now, what Scott Golib, who was the head of the FDA, discovered and wrote was a lot of the uh, big pharmaceutical companies were using the orphan, orphan, were using very small populations, artificial populations, to get orphan drug uh, status for their existing drugs. Uh, Humira was a good example of this. So what they would do is, for example, they go, "We're going to check this on children under the age of nine, which would get them, you know, which is a much smaller population. And if it proved that it was, you know, they could prove it was an orphan drug." helped a small population, they could then get extensions uh, on uh, their patent protection, price protection. Uh, and so for me, you know, the whole system was was being gamed by the big pharmaceutical companies and that caused a very, very high rise in, in prices. Um, and so, you know, the way I look at this art, the economist article and why it's so wrong is that the US government is finally taking on, and uh, you know, very amoral activities done by the drug companies from a few years ago. Uh, and I, I hope they're successful. Um, I think a lot of the stuff in that article from The Economist talking about how it's going to hurt research and stuff really misses a point. It shows a system that is broken that is now le- led to a political reaction. Um, and I think it's going to be, in, in the end result, probably good for the US consumer and the US healthcare patient. All right, sorry it's an old post and it's a little bit out of date, but that's roughly where where that industry is going. I'm going to do an, a proper update of that soon. Um, all right, stay safe. We'll talk again soon. Ciao.